0: I'm Marie Ortenberger. Mercury is a well-known contaminant in the Great Lakes. It's the reason you can't just gorge yourself on lake fish all the time. In California, there's another big lake with fish that warrant similar health advisories. But unlike the Great Lakes, the source of mercury in Lake Berryessa does not come from coal-burning power plants. It's there thanks to 19th century gold miners. I learned about this lingering legacy while on a recent tour during the 26th Annual Conference of the Society of Environmental Journalists. I selected this particular tour because it included a morning hike, followed by lunch overlooking a lake. The hike was the difficult-rated Homestead Blue Ridge Trail, located in the Stebbins Cold Canyon Natural Reserve in California's Napa County, and the lake was Lake Berryessa. The reserve is coping with the polluted legacy of gold and mercury mining in the region as well as recovering from a slew of human-caused fires. The hike invited us to observe the landscape while learning of its tribulations, both visible and otherwise. The tour bus was set for a 6.30 a.m. departure, our small group groggily loaded in, equipped with hiking boots and sun hats. We watched the sunrise paint the sky with a pinkish gradient as we drove westward. When we arrived at the trailhead, the sun was not yet high enough to warm the landscape. We shivered as we shared introductions, but before long we were ascending steep inclines, and we warmed up quickly. Does everybody know what poison oak looks like? I don't. This, that's poison oak? Good to know. It's growing, some it's growing pretty no. close along the trail. As we walked, Bob Schneider shared some of the challenges of managing the trail. Schneider is the senior policy director of Tuliomi, a nonprofit conservation organization largely responsible for Lake Berryessa Snow Mountain's declaration as a national monument last year.
1: The, the erosion mats are down here and this fencing's here. And the effort is to try and restore this hillside because people used to like, they'd, and once you have one or two people do it, then lots of people start doing it. They'd just be cutting down to the trail down here, sliding on their butts. And um, it just created a real erosion problem. So like to fall, too, right? I just I told I told the reserve people you should be planting poison poison oak here, but I don't <laughs> yeah, know if it'll grow in point. the sunshine here. That's what this is called, right? oak? Yeah.
0: The region is healing. It's endured yearly human-caused wildfires since 2014, each wiping out already drought-weakened trees. Some recent efforts from Tuliomi are focusing on helping the region heal from damage as old as California's gold rush. The landscape surrounding Lake Berryessa is dotted with cinnabar deposits. Cinnabar is a reddish-brown ore that, when refined, becomes quicksilver, or liquid mercury. Those deposits were mined first in the 1850s. At that time, the mercury was being used for mining gold. If you're like me, you might ask, what could a bearded prospector with a pickaxe need mercury for? Well, it turns out that wasn't the only way gold was mined. Stephen McCord, the president of McCord Environmental and a collaborator on Tuliomi's Mercury Mine Remediation Program, told us more about that when we reached the peak of our hike. We took in the golden hills framing the massive Lake Berryessa as he spoke.
1: The largest scale mining was this called hydraulic mining. So they divert water and just like a firefighter with a big hose, they'd wash off an entire mountainside, which just had very fine flakes of gold. And to wash off something at that scale, they'd run all that muddy slurry through these sluices with mercury at the bottom, and the gold, also very dense, would settle out and it would stay on the mercury. So they'd run it for, you know, a day or two, cut it off, recover all that gold, sort of the mercury, burn off the mercury, and the
0: gold would stay behind. So, you know, really environmentally sound practices. The mercury mined in the Lake Berryessa region was used to mine gold in the Sierra Nevada. The technique, though long since abandoned, continues to poison water in both regions.
1: So, whenever I'm talking with my Sierra friends, mm-hmm. I have to apologize because not only did they pollute our watersheds, they polluted all theirs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mercury mining continued throughout the 1970s after being used for mining gold the mercury was used in ammunition for world wars one and two and then for hearing aids the degree to which the abandoned mines harm surrounding ecosystems varies and accordingly so do tuliomi's remediation efforts certain areas call for filling in gaping holes in the landscape others for planting foliage to help filter mercury from water that flows into the watershed but the primary area of concern is with the organisms who bioaccumulate the mercury that settles in reservoirs. McCord explained what that means.
1: The levels in predator fish, they've accumulated what's in the little fish that they ate, which accumulated from the bugs that they ate, which accumulated from the algae they eat, and uh, the levels in fish are about 10 million-fold higher, 10 million times more concentrated in the fish.
0: Eating too much mercury-contaminated fish can cause a variety of health problems. And it is especially dangerous for women who are pregnant or breastfeeding, so outreach is important. The process of informing the public about which fish are safe to eat is a bit clunky, McCord said. Right now, the California Office of Environmental Health Hazard Assessment issues advisories for water systems that a different agency has designated as impaired. The advisories in a given area identify which species of fish are and are not safe to eat. And there can be some inconsistency in how specific the advisories are, and sometimes cultural differences can contribute to confusion. And on that incomplete feeling note, we began our descent. The walk back was perfectly pleasant. We wound our way down the trail, skirting poison oak. The sun was higher, but not yet unbearably hot. The views were just as good the second time around. I'm a Michigander, unfamiliar with the countenance of drought and its influence on the Lake Berryessa landscape. I have no memory of the trees and grasses that once thrived there. I can't see the mercury or how it seeps into the waterways and the bellies of fish. I can only behold the sprawling, hilly, golden picture as something alien and beautiful. But it struggles, and there are legions of people quietly trying to heal its wounds, fresh and ages old. Thanks for listening. This podcast was recorded, edited, and produced by myself, Marie Ortenberger.